What's going on, guys? It is Sunday, and for most people, you spend today worshiping and praising your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. There is nothing wrong with Christianity. There is nothing wrong with Islam. There is nothing wrong with Judaism. There is nothing wrong with being a Hindu. There is nothing wrong with being a Buddhist. But if you do not personally affiliate with a specific religion, then hopefully morality, knowing good versus evil, knowing right versus wrong, is how you live your life. Now, I've spoken about Christianity in these podcasts, and I've spoken, I've spoken about politics, but I will speak again about Christianity because I was raised in church. I was raised to believe and have faith in the story of Jesus Christ. I was raised to know that Jesus was God on this earth. It was God in human flesh and that Jesus was the only human being ever to exist on this planet that did not sin. Now, right now, we have conservative Christians that put their religion at the polls. They vote for a candidate based on how they feel their religion perceives that candidate, whether it's taking freedoms away, whether it's being for abortion. You know, there are numerous reasons why most Christians will not vote for a candidate based on religious theology. Now, let me say this real quick, and I've said this on certain social media sites. I've said this to my friends. I've said this to my family, but I want you to think real hard if you happen to be listening today and you are a conservative Christian Republican. Jesus was an outcast. Jesus was the person that went into the temple to speak truth of God's word speak truth of God's commitment to mankind, but yet he was ridiculed by his own people. They were foretold by numerous prophets that a king would come to raise them up. They were told that a king would come to save them, and they preached this prophecy in the synagogues. They had people anticipating the coming of this Messiah. When the Messiah showed up, there were people that were amazed at his works, amazed at the fact that he was able to raise the dead, amazed at the fact that he could heal the blind man. They were amazed by the fact that a woman with a, 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 a hardship of blood could touch his garment and be healed. They were amazed that a lady could commit adultery, but yet would not be condemned by this guy because he says, he who is without sin, you must cast the first stone. Now, as human beings, whether you believe in religion, whether you believe in Jesus or or whether you don't, the fact of the matter is, is that bad things that we do are considered sin. Bad things that we think are considered sin. Bad acts against other people are considered sin. So one thing that turned the the priest against Jesus, well, they're asking, what is God's first commandment to this world? They said, hey, he said that you shall love your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, 
and that you shall not put any other God before this one. The priests, they knew this. This is what they have, had, have taught in the synagogues. But Jesus says, I bring forth a new commandment that you love your neighbor as yourself. Now, this is where I get into my message for today. Politics is ruining religion. You have people right now that worship Jesus, that say that they live by his example, but yet they dislike their neighbor. You know, we can use that technicality. Okay, I love my neighbor, but I don't like what they do. I don't like what they think. I don't like what they believe, but I love this person. Come on, guys, let's be honest with ourselves. If you don't like someone, if you don't like who they are, if you don't like what they believe, if you don't like what they stand for, most of the time you don't love that brother and sister the way that you're supposed to. And this could not be more clear than what we have seen the past year on social media where you have friends that are basically not friends any longer because of difference of a, a difference of political opinion. You have family members that no longer speak to one another because of a difference of political opinion. Now, I'm all for anyone believing what you want to believe. Anyone going to the polls and voting for the person that you feel is closely tied to those beliefs. But let me say this, pastors, when you start preaching politics from your pulpit, you are not following the guidelines of separating church and state. You know, you can sit here and say that God does not want us to kill innocent kids that are in their mother's wombs, that this is a life that should not be taken. And I could get on here and give you examples from my own perspective of why there are certain situations why we should not hold someone to this if they want to make the choice to have an abortion. But I'm not going to get into that. What I want to say to you today is look at Jesus. He went and healed people. He raised people from the dead. He didn't ask for a penny. He did it because he wanted people to be healed. He wanted people to be raised from the dead because in his mind, in his heart, it was not time for that individual to leave this earth. Jesus did not charge a dime because he did this because of his compassion and his love for other people. A compassion and love that Christians should have each and every day if they truly walk by the example of Jesus Christ. Jesus turned water into wine. Water into wine. He had loaves of bread and fish in abundance to give to individuals so they would not hunger. He didn't charge for it. He didn't try to make a profit from it. He did not try to manipulate someone into believing something that they didn't want to believe just because he provided the meal. Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus had the tools and Jesus laid the blueprint of how to build character, how to build oneself to follow him, to live like him, 
to share his teachings, but most importantly, to serve other people. Now, when you look down on someone because you feel like they're taking advantage of a system or if you feel like, you know, they're just no good, they're not attempting to, to do this or do that. So I don't want to, to love them the way I love someone that's on my equal playing field. You're not loving your neighbor. You're not serving your neighbor. It is not our place to judge someone. Now, going back to what I said, because I'm no hypocrite. I understand that there are people that say things and do things that we don't like. But that does not mean that we should not be there for those individuals. That does not mean that we should not attempt to pick them up when they are down. Not attempt to feed them when they are hungry. Not attempt to give them water when they are thirsty. If we're going to call ourselves Christians, if you are going to call yourself a Christian, you need to truly reevaluate how you live your life compared to what you worship on Sundays. I have heard numerous preachers from the pulpit talk about, you know, the Democrats are trying to throw us in a whirlwind of a socialist and a communist society. Because they want to take our freedoms away. They want to just control the power that allows them to make decisions for our lives so that we can no longer make those decisions ourselves. And guys, this isn't further from the truth. Now, I'm not saying that every Democrat is a good person. I'm not saying that there aren't Democrats that are greedy people in power. I'm not saying that Democrats aren't as bad as what we have seen from some Republicans here the past few months. But what I'm saying that is if you look at the whole Democratic agenda right now, how they're wanting to be compassionate to those immigrants, even though we've got so many hardships on our own plate, how they want to give us what we need financially whether it's individuals, whether it's businesses, whether it's schools, whether it's states and local governments, they want us to be able to succeed during these hardships. They want equality. They want races to be equal. They want women to be equal. They want society to prosper. Now, when we had horses and we then had the invention of automobiles, I don't think there were too many people saying, oh my gosh, the horse manufacturers are going to go out of business. We're, we're going to lose all of our horses because now we're moving to automobiles. I mean, yes, it's making our life more convenient. Yes, we can get places faster. Yes, we can sometimes haul more people in these automobiles than we can, you know, on one horse. But guys, horses did not become extinct because of that. We have a lot of things right now that run off fossil fuels. We have a lot of things that run off oil. But right now we have to progress in a new direction. We need alternative ways of energy so we can help to save our planet. But what I want to say now is just this. Today, if you're a Christian, evaluate yourself compared to what you worship on Sundays. And be honest with yourself when you look in the mirror and say, you know what? I hadn't been living like Jesus and then make that change.